Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.ae. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Welcome to church. What a great day to be in church. Baptism Sunday, yeah? You can do so much better than that. Baptism Sunday, yeah? Yeah. So later on today, we've got some baptisms happening. There's none scheduled in this service yet, but we're open. We're ready to go. Today, we're wrapping up our series called One Story. Pastor Tim's been sharing over the, uh, the month of April and throughout Easter. We've learned that the one story... That one story that matters the most is God's story, which might come as a shock to some of us, particularly those, those only children in the room, a bit like me. The world doesn't actually revolve around us. What's that about? It's God's story. It was his story all the way back at creation, where he, he created this earth and he created us, his people, with a specific plan and with a specific purpose. We've seen in scripture, in Genesis 3, that we kind of stuffed that up. We made a fair mess of his perfect plan. And so there was this separation, this separation between us and our creator. We're in need of saving from from the brokenness and the consequences of this imperfect world. And so God continues his story and he sends Jesus, his one and only son. And last weekend we spent time celebrating All that Jesus did for us at the cross. We're reminded that that Jesus' death and his crucifixion on that very first Good Friday wasn't the end of the story either. But in fact, three days later, he rose again, defeating spiritual death once and for all, opening up that opportunity to have a relationship with God the Father, reconciling us back to him, making things right again. But we're left with a choice, aren't we? We have to accept this free gift that that Jesus offers. We have to step forward and claim that prize, the plan, the purpose he has for us by putting our faith and our trust in Jesus. So today we're continuing to look at how we fit into God's master plan, his one story. How we as individuals can accept and declare that we're broken. We, we don't have it all together all of the time. Yet my greatest desire is to have a relationship with God the Father. I declare that, that Jesus is my Lord and Saviour and I want to live for him. And today we're going to turn our back on our old life and step into the new things God has for us. How, how do we represent that, that internal decision that we've made to follow Jesus as an outward expression through the waters of baptism. I'm not sure about you, but I get so encouraged by baptisms, seeing people declare their trust and and hope in Jesus. It's so good. It's the best part of my job, I reckon. Our baptistry today is full and warm and ready to go. We've got some people planned, as I said, later on today. And in coming days, they're going to stand up and say, 
Jesus is my Lord and Saviour. And today, I'm going to turn away from my old life. And I'm going to live for him. How cool is that? Yeah? Yeah. Still can't hear you guys. But do you know what? (laughs) Do you know what? We actually have an opportunity today. For anyone who isn't yet baptised, we've got spare clothes and we've got water. We've got people to pray and baptise. But do you know what else we have? We've got faith, guys. We have faith that God's going to move today. Amazing things are going to happen. Amen? Amen. Yes. Got you that time. We believe today that the people in this place, maybe right now, maybe watching online, might just step out. Might just step out into the spiritual boldness that the Holy Spirit imparts to them. Why do we have this faith? Well, we've seen him do it before. In 2021, the year of lockdowns, right? All the restrictions. Church was closed. We had 20 baptisms in our church community nine of which were on Baptism Sunday when we allowed the space for them. But it's not about numbers. It's about life transformation, yeah? It doesn't matter about how many. Each and every one is special. Each and every one is a turn towards our Creator. Why wouldn't he do it again? It's all a part of his story. His one story. So today we're going to spend some time having a look at the who, what, when, why and how of baptism. And maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you're already baptised. But can I encourage you to start praying right now? Maybe you've heard something that you've heard, you know, you hear something that you've already heard. That's okay. Start praying because there might be someone that hasn't. I also want to recognise that we all have different faith journeys. and We all come from, from different experiences and understandings of what faith looks like for us. And I genuinely want to want today's message to be an invitation to a conversation. doesn't matter where you've come from, but what matters is where you're going, yeah? If you come from a different faith expression or you have a different experience of baptism, let's have a chat about it. Let's work through that. If you've got questions, get them answered. So let's have a look. The what of baptism. What is baptism? I don't know about you, but... For people who don't know Jesus or aren't familiar with church, some of the things we do are a little bit peculiar, right? So you're telling me that you dunk people underwater in a pool that's custom built in your church building. Yeah, don't you do that on your weekends? See, our tradition here at York Street, we we view baptism as an ordinance, Our future is is sealed when we make a decision for Jesus and to follow him. That's our salvation. Our sins are forgiven at that point. That's what corrects our relationship with God the Father, yeah? But our baptism, our baptism is our outward symbol and declaration of that inward transformation that's already happened. Scripture teaches us that baptism is about obedience and an expression of our outward worship and devotion to God. In baptism, we, we symbolically associate ourselves with, with Jesus' death and resurrection. And we're saying that we believe in Christ's death and, and it saves us from the consequences of this world. We believe in his resurrection. We believe that he's alive and has become a part of our life. In baptism, we're declaring that, that something's happened to us that we've died to our old lifestyle and we don't want to live 
self-centered anymore. We want to be people who follow God's plan and God's purpose for our lives. The Apostle Paul describes this symbolism in his letter to the Romans in chapter 6, verse 3. It says, Or don't you know that that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may, have, may live a new life. We're drawing a line in the sand. In baptism, we're, we're saying that today is the day that I turn from my old life and follow my new one with Jesus. What about the who and the how of baptism? Again, in Churches of Christ, we, we practice what we know as the believer's baptism. A believer's baptism maintains that, that baptism is open to anyone who has believed in Jesus and is committed to him being their Lord and Saviour. Baptism is observed by those who, who can give a believable profession of their faith in Jesus. In the New Testament, we often see individuals and groups of people hearing the gospel message for the first time and being baptised straight away, on the spot. One directly leads to the other. Yet in, in Western culture, we've kind of separated this. We see someone come to faith, they, they put their trust and their hope in Jesus, and then one day, when they've got their act together, when they feel like they're ready, maybe they'll get baptised. Maybe when they've stopped sinning, that's when they'll get baptised. But see, it's not really the way it's meant to be. It's believe and get baptised. And we think of the Ethiopian eunuch in the book of Acts, who was riding along in his chariot, trying to understand the scriptures. Philip explains it all to him, and he gives his life to Christ. And so then he seeks out the next body of water so that he can be baptised immediately. It's believe and be baptised. So why do we... We put these artificial barriers in place. Why do we, we put these, these things in, in the way of us becoming baptised when we, we know full well we're believers? So a couple of questions that often come up in church life. Do we baptise infants? Well, at York Street, we, we don't practise infant baptism, as may be the tradition in, in some denominations. We believe a person should be baptised when they're of, of the age and, and the maturity to make their own decision for Christ. That they're mature enough to be, to be sorry for their sins. That they're able to trust Jesus as their saviour and ready to submit to Jesus as the Lord of their life. We do, however, as a community that values family and children, we, we dedicate our children. We, we pray for, for the child and their parents that they might bring them up in a Christian home that we might be able to get alongside them as a Christian community here at York Street and we pray, pray that we can support and encourage that family in, in the Christian life that we have, uh, that is prepared for that child, that one day maybe they'll make their own decision. Another point of contention around baptism is how do we baptise? We hear of sprinkling and we hear of pouring and we hear of full immersion. When we baptise someone here at York Street, we, we fully immerse them in the water. They, they go underneath the water and they come out again. Time and time again in the New Testament, 
we see full immersion being used as means of baptism. John the Baptist was baptising people. In John chapter 3, it says, Now John also was baptising at Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptised. You don't need plenty of water to sprinkle or pour. And then we see Jesus himself was baptised. In Mark 1, it says, Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. Again, you don't come up out of sprinkling. You don't come up out of some water poured on you. And then Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, like we mentioned, as they travelled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptised? And he gave the orders to stop the chariot. Then Philip took him down into the water and baptised him. So we see scripture is clear about the method of baptism. Full immersion in water. Perhaps you've been baptised in a different faith tradition. It means you you were sprinkled with water or or water was poured on you. And that's completely okay. don't, Don't get me wrong. But my question to you is, was that your turning point? Was that your line in the sand? Was that the moment that you personally declared Jesus as Lord and Saviour? If yes, then awesome. If it wasn't, if it wasn't your own personal declaration, may I offer you the opportunity to to consider immersion baptism? Can can you clearly define that line in your life? Now, let's talk about the water. And so, there's nothing special about it. I turned the taps on this morning and filled up the baptistry pool, right? It's nice and warm. Any body of water will do. But if you considering getting baptised in a lake, a river, anywhere that's cold, Pastor Tim's your man. <laughs> Joking. Baptism can take place in any body of water that we can get you all the way in and all the way out. During lockdowns, we saw people being baptised in home swimming pools. Don't let these stairs be a barrier to you. We'll find water where there's no stairs. I'm a pretty resourceful dude. I can make it happen. But why? Why do we get baptised? Firstly, it's to follow Jesus' example and to show him our obedience. We see at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus himself was baptised. When we put him first in our lives, we want to live like him. We want to be like him. And what better, better, better example of holiness and righteousness than, than Jesus himself? We accept that we'll never attain it. It's Jesus, right? But, but we want to model our life on his. We come to the waters of baptism because Jesus commands it of us. In 1 Peter 3.21 it says, This water symbolises baptism that now saves you also, not by the removal of dirt from your body, but as a pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the line in the sand. Secondly, to outwardly declare that Jesus is our Lord and our Saviour. Remember, baptism is an outward expression of what's already happened inside. When we believe, we give our trust and our hope 
to Jesus. We declare him as our Lord and our Saviour. We trust him as our Saviour. We accept that our relationship with God was broken, broken by our sin, and we need saving from that. We need a Saviour to mend that broken relationship, and only Jesus can do that. But when we, when we believe that, he does the work. That's his part of this equation. He sends his grace upon us and saves us from our sin. In Ephesians 2, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. This is a gift from God. Not by works so that no one can boast. It's not by anything we do. It's a gift It's free. It's Jesus' part in the plan. Placing Jesus as our Lord, however, that's our part to play. That's actually us drawing the line in the sand and saying, today, I live a new way. Placing Jesus at the head of all that I do. Allowing him the authority to rule my life. I'm actively turning away from my old life and stepping in to God's purposes for my life. And I will honour him with all that I do. With all good lines in the sand, sometimes the waves of life come and try and wash them away. We will continue to sin. Life things will still come at us. But we now have a new outlook. We now do life with the support, with the love and the purpose of a follower of Jesus. We're now a part of the one story, God's one story for humanity. So my question, friends, is have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? In the depths of your being, do you know that you're created for a relationship with the Father? Do you understand that you don't have what it takes to do it on your own? Do you accept you need a Saviour? Are you willing to appoint Jesus as that saviour and place him as the Lord of your life? If that's a yes, so then why not? What's the barrier? What's standing in the way of you being baptised? I don't want to hear that you're too old, that you're too frail, you're too busy, you're too shy. That's rubbish. That's, that's, that's lies the enemy wants to tell you. God wants you to be baptised. God wants you to give your life to Jesus. Which leaves the, the when. That's your part. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is your Lord and Saviour, when are you getting baptised? If today you need to draw that line in the sand... If you need to say, Jesus is my Lord and Saviour, there are pastors and leaders in this place that would love to support you in that. Come up the front during the the last song and have a chat with me or anyone else around. We can point you in the right direction. It's that direction. So what's holding you back from baptism today? We've got the clothes. We've got the water. We can make it happen right now. Remember, it's believe and be baptised. What's stopping you right now? And for those of us in the room right now that might already be baptised, we're not off the hook. We're going to be praying, yeah? We're going to be praying for boldness and bravery 
we're going to be praying that the Holy Spirit would convict hearts today, whether it's in this service or throughout the rest of the day, throughout the rest of the week. During this next song, won't you pray with me? Lift up those people you know that are on the edge of a decision, on the edge of the waters of baptism. Pray that the Holy Spirit would convict these ones right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your one story, the one story that matters the most. And we thank you and praise you that you invite us into that story. Thank you that you sent your son for humanity and each and every one of us individually. We thank you that you accept us just the way we are, no matter where we've come from today or where we're going this week. Whether we're broken, whether we feel unworthy, thank you that you come running after us, that you pursue us and you have the greatest desire to find us just where we're at. We invite your Holy Spirit to move today, to convict hearts towards you. We pray right now that that you would give those on on the edge of a decision the boldness to step forward into your purposes today. Whether that be baptism or anything else that you're laying on their hearts, Father God, we invite you to move. We pray for those that are being baptized today that you would draw them near to yourself, that they would have your peace and your presence with them this day and always. We pray your anointing and we pray your protection over these ones today as they step closer to you. That today would be that line in the sand and from this day on you would bless them and keep them, we pray. Father God, we pray in the precious and wonderful name of your son, Jesus. Amen.